the the three newcomers, Lewis Burras, Freya Colbert, and Mehdi Harris. What impressed you the most about them, and why do they deserve to be part of the team? Oh, I think it's blatantly obvious why Lewis Burrows is there. I mean, those times that he did for both the 50 and the 100 were outstanding, like astonishing. I mean, who would have thought that he would beat Ben Proud in a 50-meter freestyle? Not me. Not me. (laughs) Not me. Welcome to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast, where we aim to give swimming the coverage and publicity it deserves. Every week, we celebrate the sport we love with amazing special guests and topics from around the swimming pool. And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Dan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and back with me yet again is my good friend, Dan. And on this week's show, we are going to be reviewing the British Championships 2022 from Sheffield, as well as taking a look at the World Championship squad that was just named by British Swimming. Dan, there's lots to get through in this episode, and I cannot wait to talk more British Swimming yet again. Yeah, I, I tell you what, it was a fantastic meet, a fantastic week, which we'll talk about. Talk, we're going to talk about the 23 names that have been now selected for the Worlds in mid-May in, in Budapest. Um, three new faces, which of course we're going to be talking about, and they were fantastic additions to this squad. Um, yeah. And I think we're, we're going to talk about the ones who have been a little bit unlucky as well, not to get selected. We'll talk about that. But before we jump into that, how was uh, how was your honeymoon? Yeah, it was really good. It was... Yeah. Um, maybe people noticed i took a little break from propulsion swimming almost for about a month yeah. just uh while i had the wedding the podcast switched switched to saturdays just so yeah it didn't line up with my wedding day so we could mm. get stuff live um but the podcast would definitely be back in earnest so will the youtube videos they will be back on thursdays so essentially the podcast on thursdays again yeah. um and i'm looking forward to getting into the the meat of this swimming season because now it all it all kicks off and we've got plenty of interviews coming up as well yeah, it's all starting now, isn't it? We we did it on Saturdays for a little bit, didn't we? Uh, just as well for this one because the world team were just selected on Thursday, wasn't it? Or was it Wednesday? I can't remember. Very recently anyway. So um, yeah, it's a good thing we waited for a bit and uh, I can't wait to get cracking actually. Let's, should we just jump straight into it? Well, yeah, I was going to say you watched most of the British Champs meet live. What yes. were your initial takeaways from the meet as a whole? I just think it was brilliant to have the atmosphere back and buzzing, to see people in the stands cheering, obviously with it being Ponds Forge, Sheffield were the home team. And every, every time a Sheffield summer came out, just like, whoa, a massive roar. Um, you wow. could kind of, you could hear it on Jameson's and Amy Walmart, who was fantastic, by the way. Mm. Uh, you could hear it on their their microphones because I, I feel like the, the Sheffield team were basically where they were. And you could hear it through the microphones. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Um, I just think the whole event was amazing. You had the interviews after with uh, John Mason, who I didn't know who that was before, but I think he did a really good job to yep. see some personalities coming out. And I just generally think it was a brilliant brilliant meet i think you missed out actually you saw the last two days didn't you yeah and i've caught up on it in the meantime yeah. i just wasn't able to watch it live um yeah. i do want to give a big shout out to john bailey hopefully a yes. few people know who he is he is the guy who basically produced the live stream he does a lot of production for football i think he's done the u.s swimming trials as well before yep. um he's a bit of a genius and i'm very glad that swimming world have him hopefully we yep. can I don't know, maybe potentially speak to him in the future about how to make a live stream like that just seem so effortless because there are a lot of botched ones out there. I know the NCAA's <laughs> one in America was pretty dreadful. Yeah, I th- I, honestly, I think we pretty much nailed it. I mean, it's not quite the stand of like the Amazon Prime with the Aussie trials because they've got a little bit of funding behind them. But actually, I think we did really well 
as a as a show as an event um mm. the fact that we did little extra little things on the side like that that chopstick challenge to, <laughs> you know again to to get the personalities I, out of these swimmers i thought i thought it was brilliant <laughs> i will i will say the chopstick challenge probably came a year too late because you know, <laughs> yeah. tokyo has happened so yeah. but hey, yeah um I also want to give a shout out for British Swimming for putting on as many finals as they did, but mm. for also, they, it was fast. It like it didn't seem like there were a lot of finals, no. so they wanted to put on four finals for each event, which was Junior Priority Paris. Which, if you're still wondering what it is, that's for swimmers who were born before 2001. I think that's right. Yeah, two, two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and then a B final, and then an A final, which essentially meant most swimmers at that meet who swam well got an opportunity to experience a final and experience mm. racing through the rounds, which is incredibly important and long may it continue. Yeah. Brilliant for development and brilliant for exposure and experience. Cause you know, you go to these finals and the lighting sort of changes. It's like everything is on the main pool rather than it's what it was in the heat. Racing, isn't it? It, it is. It's easy evening races. And then you get to rub shoulders with Adam PC, James Wilby, Abby Wood, you know, the, the massive guys and the elite swimmers that we have and i just i long may it continue it's just it's brilliant for development um so yeah i think it's great okay then let's kick things off for the meat of this episode by going through that list of 23 names that have been named for the world championships in budapest this summer so there were some automatic qualifiers ahead of time so I'll just go through them. Kathleen Dawson, Tom Dean, Luke Greenbank, Dan Jervis, Adam Peaty, Ben Proud, Molly Renshaw, Duncan Scott, James Wilby, and Abby Wood all knew that their place was secured on the team thanks to top six finishes at Tokyo. And then you had the likes of James Guy, Anna Hopkin, and Matthew Richards, who were automatically selected for their relay positions essentially they were yeah. secured as part of gold medal winning relay teams yeah very very much deserved mm-hmm. and then on the back of british champs we had one swimmer very standout swimmer who yeah. gained hit the only automatic qualification spot which was lewis burras very very much deserved i think yeah. um we yeah. will get into him a little bit more and certainly was one of the standout swimmers of british champs then Jacob Whittle was automatically selected for the relays. So essentially for the four by one, the selection team agreed that, that that's a very strong relay and Jacob Whittle needs to take part of that, even though he's probably not quite got an individual qualification spot, but that that's to be seen. And then there were eight more swimmers who were given wildcard slots, essentially. So yeah. Freya Anderson, Freya Colbert, Medi Harris, Lucy Hope, Joe Litchfield, Jacob Peters, Laura Stevens, Brody Williams. All eight of those didn't hit qualification times, um, which is a British qualification time. Fina Aker, I think a few of them did hit, but British swimming have a much tougher time for you to hit. They didn't hit that time, but the coaches were significantly impressed by their performances at trials that we thought they definitely need to be part of the World Champs team. Dan, Mm. that's the squad. I'm going to ask you to break down the, the three newcomers. Lewis Burras, Freya Colbert, and Mehdi Harris. What impressed you the most about them? And why do they deserve to be part of the team? Oh, I think it's blatantly obvious why Lewis Burras is there. I mean, those times that he did for both the 50 and the 100 were outstanding, like astonishing. I mean, who would have thought that he would beat Ben Proud in a 50-meter freestyle? Not me. Not me. (laughs) Not me. And... 
did he beat him by quite a fair bit? Over a 50, he point did. Two. Yeah, point two. I, I appreciate it's early on in the season for 50s. You don't expect any fast times, but he's going faster than Manadou. And yeah. uh, to me, that is always, I don't know why, every year, Manadou at any point in the year is the, the benchmark. Because he's yeah. been doing it for so long. You just know what sort of times he's hitting when. And then come the World Champs or Olympics or Major Meet, he's top three. So yeah. whatever times he's doing, you want to be there or thereabouts. And he's Based beating Manadou. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as of right now, if I'm going off memory, I think Michael Andrew might be the fastest in the world right now. But that was... Oh, he's fast whenever. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, he was only 0.1 quicker than Lewis went at the at the, at the the meet. And uh, the 100 meter free was yeah. arguably the better race for him. Just fractionally off the British record that Duncan Scott holds. Um, will that go? I think the world I th- now. I think that's going to go. I mean, that's only a matter of time before that goes. Um, he was definitely one of the standout swimmers of the meet, if not the standout swimmer. Um, and another standout swimmer was Freya Colbert. I mean, what what a meet she had. She actually got a collection of all the medals, didn't she? A gold, silver, she and did. a bronze. Um, and it wasn't just sort of like the same stroke. She got the 400 IM, the 200 free, and the 400 free, which are not easy events, especially... Um, especially who she's racing against, like Freya Anson and Abby Wood in the 200, for example. Um, fantastic meet for the for the Nova Summer. And then Medi Harris, who I kind of like said that she was going to have an outstanding meet. And she did. She, she broke 60 a for the 100 back. is good. Yeah. It is good for this point in the year as well, actually. She, she did swim well. I think she was a little bit disappointed that she didn't go quicker, like she did at Bucks, for example. But I think her place on the team was rightly deserved because I think when Worlds come round... I think she's definitely one to watch out for, and she might actually even threaten the medley relay and push Kathleen Dawson off. <laughs> Don't know, but um, I, I, I think very highly of Medi. Is what I'm trying to say. I think, yeah, watch out for her. That's a bold call. That's a very mm-hmm. bold call, but essentially, it's just good to not let Kathleen rest on her laurels. Essentially, yes. to have that competition, I think it's incredibly impressive that British swimming constantly have these sub sixty hundred backstrokers and. We don't even blink an eye at it. Mm. Sub 60 for 100 back women's is good. That's very good. Well, that puts you in the elite section. Absolutely. Yeah. Without without a shadow of a doubt. And, and she seems to be constantly and consistently hitting sub 60 now, which is absolutely what you want, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there were the three new faces on the team. Outside of those three, who are your standout picks, your best races? As in standout from British champs? Yes, yeah. Um, uh, well, I'm going to start with Adam Peaty. Okay. I, I, I have to because it's British swimming. But his 100 breaststroke, he goes 58.5, which Adam Peaty terms, not setting the world alight. But this mm. time of year, that is actually fairly fast for Adam. And we know that coming into trials, he had a terrible illness as well. Very so bad illness. So his team weren't expecting much of him. I think that's most probably why he pulled out of the 200 breaststroke. Mm. I know there's a fair few jokes going around online <laughs> that... It's Adam Peaty scratches the 200 breaststroke every time. But had he been fully fit and firing, no illness, I probably think he would have swam it. Uh, I would agree with you. Yes. Um, based on what we're hearing, he had the the plague is what he got <laughs> the message. <plague>. Like, <laughs> so I'm assuming he, he was really badly ill. And actually Luke Greenbank was had Insane. a similar sort of illness as well. And for them to pull out those times that they did, um, I actually think that's actually quite good, especially for this point mm. in time of the, the year as well. Um yeah, I mean, when Budapest comes round, I think those times will be coming significantly lower. Mm. Um, and I just, you've got to remember that he's had six months off. 
He's been yeah, dancing. So that's that's for why it's how so months. impressive. Yeah, I mean, just give him a little bit of a leeway. I think. I mean, he fifty-eight-five is very, very strong right now yeah. based on the situation that he's been in. I'll stick with the breaststrokers then. James will be two hundred breaststroke. Mm. Very good. That was that really has good. gone under the radar as an exceptionally good swim. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. We we'll stick with the guys just for now. Tom Dean had an incre- incredibly impressive meet. I think he's he's on his way to starting to race as many events as Duncan now at Worlds. Mm. Um, I think he's going to be doing the 100 free, the 200 IM, the 200 free. You're up there then with Duncan with all the relays you're doing as well. So yep. that's incredibly impressive. Duncan pulling out his 409, 400 IM, which would have won Olympics. When, when um, Andy Jameson said that on comms, he's like, I think the British record might go. And I'm like... What are you talking about? I thought the, the <laughs> Scottish record, yeah, maybe, but not the British record. But actually, he was he was bang on. I'm like, oh wow, absolutely incredible, because um, he turned at the, at the breaststroke to front core turn, and I thought, ah, oh, he's only got to go 59. He's going to make it. He's going to do it, and he did. He crushed it. Like, oh, absolutely incredible swim. I mean, every time he jumps in the water, he does something spectacular. I just don't mm. know what is he. He's able What's to do limit? everything. Yeah, what is the limit? And he just gets you know quicker what? and quicker. I'm most excited by is. Paris has just been announced that the schedule for mm. the Olympic swimming program is going to be spread over nine days now rather than yeah. eight, which spaces out the program, which essentially means Duncan Scott isn't going to be racing, well, hopefully, isn't going to be racing double, maybe triple races in the evening. And he very much could be on the way to five, six medals again. And he can uh, add yeah. this 400 IM into his repertoire. Well, the 400 IM will always be the first event, the first medal on on yeah. offer. So you think, well, if he can get that one out of the way, whether it's gold, silver, or bronze, any medal, uh, that should set him up really nicely for the rest of the, the week or nine days. Um, I also think it suits Abby Wood as well. Just because, about to get into that. <laughs> because then you've got the 200 free dynamic of the relay, which is getting mm. stronger and stronger, by the way, on that women's side. Um, and then the 200 IM, the 200 breaststroke. Um, I think that will suit her as well. But then you, you look at the Americans, it's going to suit Dressel and Socialism as well and people like that. But um, for us Brits, I think it's going to suit us pretty well because our versatility right now, not just Duncan, we talk about Duncan all the time, but you, you just mentioned Tom Dean, Abby Wood. Um, the versatility is just getting better and better, which is brilliant. It is. It is. And yeah. I, we actually got asked on Twitter, how is British women doing this? And I, I put it down to, we've had a lot of podcasts in the past six months with coaches with juniors who are coming through and it's that target not to specialize down until you're 18 and even then you're seeing the likes of tom dean not specializing down at all and a lot of the juniors are targeting the 200 im and at this meet i i looked at the junior 200 im and that was basically where i picked the standout swimmers and you will notice Mm that those 200 IM swimmers were the ones winning all the other events as well. So that was that's almost the target event for British swimming right now. Yeah, that and the 400, definitely, mm-hmm. because if you're able to do 100 metres of each stroke, then that you know it opens many doors into relays, individuals, etc., etc. Um, yeah, if you specialise too early, then you've only got a number of doors to open. Whereas if you're good at the 400 IM, then blimey, you've got everything mm. available to you, um, which is brilliant from a British <clears throat> point of view. And the juniors are just doing outstanding right now, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, yeah. I want to mention Frere Anderson because that 400 meter freestyle, I don't know if she's now targeting that race, but <laughs> it might have to. <laughs> it's, it's getting better and better. 408 is pretty good for her. Um, 
I do generally think it's going to get lower and lower. I think it would mm. be, we might be seeing a four or six by the end of the season. That's how good I think she could possibly be. And she's got the right tactics and technique for it, where mm. it's the, the building tactic, um, which suits the 403. Um, I think we should watch out for that. Really should. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, I, just as an overall point on all of these swimmers who were selected, I the thing I quite liked is those automatic qualifiers... Mm. bar one or two all of them showed up at trials they didn't yes. rest they they could easily have i think all of them did probably train through the meets but yeah. they're all swimming fast they're not there on merit they're almost all there on form which is yeah. really exciting to see um yeah we will discuss all of the races of british champs so if there's any standout swims for any other swimmers that we've missed we, they will get picked up later on on this podcast but Dan, let's talk about some unlucky swimmers not to get picked. Yeah. And yeah. for me, I, I've got like a, a whole category of swimmers almost. And it's right. those who could back up the women's medley relay team. So essentially they are taking almost a first choice team with backups in. Yeah, they got the backstroke and the freestyle, but they're there on individual races, individual merit. They yeah. haven't taken a backup for breaststroke and they haven't taken a backup for hundred fly either, which for me almost I don't know, it's it's incredibly harsh on a few of the swimmers. It almost says that that relay isn't a target for me. Mm. Um because I would have liked to see Cara Hanlon, she British champion in hundred breaststroke, go because Molly Renshaw hasn't raced really so far this year. Yeah. I think that's incredibly unlucky. I think Imogen Clark is that's the number me, one I, for I, me. Yeah. I put out a tweet that she was the uh, most unlucky swimmer because British women don't respect the 50 breaststroke. But she's close to podium level on the 50 breaststroke. Well, the thing is with her is that, yes, she's a good 50 meter breaststroke and to go 30.1 is you're in a top five in the world right now. I mean, she's got a potential of, of winning a medal at Worlds, uh, let alone just making a final. She's a good backup for the heat swim in the medley relay. And like you say, you you kind of think of... You want to try and push that team like we're pushing the four by two in the men's side. Mm. You want to try and push that and actually encourage these swimmers to go to these meets to then be potentially medal winning relays in the in the long term. Um, mm. There was there were a few that missed out. Harriet Jones, you mentioned the fly yeah, there. Same for the medley, yeah. Yeah, it, she was Jones. very close to um, to Laura Stevens. It wasn't like she's miles off the the swimmer that got selected. Yeah, she actually broke the Welsh record in the 50-meter freestyler. So she she is doing all right. It's just very unlucky. I, I do like the idea of bringing backups and, and resting the slightly quicker swimmers for the heats and then resting them for the final, you know? Um, well, we'll go into that then because I've got another unlucky swimmer on the guy side, which is Cameron Curl. He was yeah. the only swimmer to swim an Olympic qualification time and not go to Tokyo yep. in the 200 meters freestyle. He finishes fifth at trials in the 200 free behind Joe Litchfield mm -hmm. and the three podium guys and James Guy, uh, Duncan Scott and Tom Dean. He's, he's so unlucky because I actually probably would have taken six guys for that relay. And with Max Litchfield pulling out due to personal circumstances, suddenly you've only got five. And Duncan yeah. and Tom look like they're going to have very, very busy meet. So I probably yeah. would have taken Cam Curl because he's swimming, what, a 146, 147? Yeah, which is strong. Yeah, it's very strong. It's a good swim. We were talking beforehand, Jacob Whittle is going, and you think, oh, yeah, well, you could throw him onto the heat swim. But actually, if you take out, let's say, take out Tom, who goes 144, and then replace him with Jacob, 
uh, that's a five seconds a difference. difference. That's that's massive on a relay. So it's a little bit of risky play. Yes, you might qualify in lane two, maybe some of like that. So you mm. might still make the final, but you just don't want to risk it. I like the idea of taking a summer to then maximize our final time. I mean, we were, mm. we were just off that world record in Tokyo. And you think if we took Cam Carl to do the heat swim and then Tom and Duncan and everyone in that team are fresh, I think that world record goes. Maybe it goes eventually anyway, because those top guys are just going to get quicker and quicker. But mm. Cam Curl, it's just so, so unlucky. So, so unlucky. It's just one of those eras. It's a bit like the Andy Murray being involved in the Roger, Rafa and Novak era. Just like yeah. so unlucky. It's like honestly super good and very quick at the 203, but he's just in an unfortunate era of the best British swimming 200 freestyle we've ever had. Yeah, I... Th- I- if I'm honest, it's almost these worlds aren't, they're not taking a big, I mean, 23 is still big, but they're not big, taking yeah. a giant squad where they are going to rotate too much in relays. Swimmers are going to be swimming quite a lot. Um, yeah. I think it's also a sign that it's going to be a very busy summer. So the likes of Imogen Clark, Cara Hanlon, Harriet Jones, Cam Curl, they're all going to have chances to race at a major meet this summer. Had that not been the case, had there been no Europeans, no commies, they might go. I think commies is the big thing because every Scottish swimmer, not every swimmer, you know, top Scottish swimmers, they're all going to go. Cam's going to go for Cam for England. Curls English, yeah. Yeah, he's going to go for England regardless, I think, because you're going to have him and Tom Dean. Um, you've got Cam Jarvis, who will swim for Wells with Matt Richards. Yeah. Um, so I think these guys will be racing this summer internationally anyway. So are they missing out? I th- I mean, I'd be pretty upset if I were Cam Curl. Definitely, if I'm going one, <laughs> if I'm going one forty-six, I've just missed Tokyo and I've also just missed the world team. I'd be, yeah, I'd be pretty gutted. Um, mm. But hopefully, it, it's motivation for him to keep going and to drive him on, and mm. hopefully become maybe our best two hundred freestyle ever. Who knows? You just don't know. But if hopefully that that builds the fire in him to to keep going. Yeah. Any other swimmers who were unlucky not to go? Then I think there's there's one who we'd pick. But mm. I think we're being generous um, because I think she is a very, very strong chance of being a future star for British swimming, Katie Shanahan. Um, but she didn't have the best British champs with illness, you're telling me? Yeah, she was ill for that as well. She's still in the sort of fringe prospect sort of category at the moment. She's just on the brink of getting onto that senior team. Um I think it would have been a good experience to take her, but if I'm in charge, I'm taking everyone. So it's kind of irrelevant <laughs> what I think. Uh, I would, I, I would take her because she's a solid backstroker. She can do the IM. Uh, I'm sure she could do a bit of fly as well on a on a relay potentially too. I would have taken her because she's so versatile and needs that experience. Because she, like Medi Harris, I think she's got a fantastic future ahead of her. Um, mm. But again, with Commonwealths coming up, I think she'll be on that Scottish team. So, yeah. yeah. I think um, you'll see a much larger squad for Europeans as well. I think so as well. I think that would be the other point this year. Before the Olympics, they took a squad of like 40-odd to Europeans. Mm. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if these names who were just like, oh, they're slightly unlucky, but we can kind of see the reasoning why they're not there. I think they go to yeah. Europeans, hands down. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that a lot of juniors will probably go to that as well. Like they did last year when they took uh, Casey Shanahan was one of them, yep. Cameron Van Salm, take those guys, Ed Mildred, take them to juniors and then hopefully promote them then to seniors. I think they're going to do that. I think they're going to do it again. Hmm. I tell you what, if you think there's any swimmers that we've missed for this World Championship squad who you would have picked had you been in charge, I mean, good luck getting into that position. Why don't you leave <laughs> a comment on YouTube and yeah, we'll, we'll have a discussion with you. We'll hmm. discuss the merits of each swimmer and see well, maybe they're, they're one for a few years time. Maybe... 
they're incredibly unlucky like we've suggested for a few um back to british champs then dan Mm. let's talk about the standout swimmers on the junior side we've talked about the seniors let's Mm. go through the juniors because it was good to see these guys mixing it with the best and there were a a fair few names that I'm going to keep an eye on for the future. We got a little list now, don't we? We do have a we have a long list actually, um, and this is where the whole idea of doing the four finals has really helped these summers. Now these summers haven't raced. I mean, there were some like 14 year olds, and because of COVID, they haven't actually raced at that sort of level in mm. two years. And so the PBs that they were hitting, like oh, big. five, six, seven second PBs, were just massive. Um, so it's Pond great Forge that this... has something to do with that as well because that's a fast pool. It, uh, yeah, some of my best times were from Pond's Fortune. It yeah. is, it is a very fast pool, um, and I, I want to talk about the, the whole club of Sheffield. I think because mm. most of their summers were just outstanding, like literally outstanding. Um, one name that springs to mind is Ashley Bailey, who qualified for European Juniors in multiple events. I imagine um, she swam amazingly, and she's only fourteen. And you just think, wow, yeah, she's going so well. So that uh, listen, I'm just going to list you some of the names that I've got written down it. here. Uh, Ashley Bailey was one. Sky Carter, I believe, finaled in every single junior final that she raced in. Phoebe Cooper, fantastic 400 I am from her. Holly Widows, I've, I was live tweeting, yeah. and I just mentioned her name almost every, every time. Final. <laughs> yeah, Podium um, all the time. Just incredible. And then Eva Ocaro, who we've spoken about before, is a future one to watch. Um, she Sprinting. actually did. Uh, she actually did her Achilles six months ago. So to back, the fact that she was racing is a bonus to start with and you know she's still smashing out some fantastic times that's just the girls side and there's a few boys that you want to talk about as well who were impressive yeah definitely from city of liverpool tyler melbourne smith certainly Mm. stood out i think he won tons of the junior events um evan jones won the 200 im and the 100 butterfly on the junior side as i said i was really paying attention to those im races because it always is a good guide to a swimmer's development um, you got Calvin Fry. I was really impressed with his range. So he won the 50 freestyle and then also competed very well. I think he was in like the B final or the Paris mm. priority Paris final for the 200 freestyle. So that, that's some really good range to be an incredibly good sprinter. His start is well good. As, yeah. <laughs> his start is really good. Um, you got Alex Painter again from Millfield. Look, look really good. And Ru- Ruben, Robin Keating. Um, he stands out head and shoulders above everyone, just physically. Literally. Physically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six, eight. Six, eight at, what, 14, 16, something like that? Yeah, 16, I think just, he is. 16, 17. Just like, wow. Monstrous. I, um, he was all over Twitter because Andy Guy obviously has a lot to do with the Manchester Swimming Club. Um, and yeah. I almost wanted to message and be like, look, just get him in touch with Matt Grievers and have a discussion about technique, turn, skills, because Matt Grievers was a fantastically skilled swimmer at, 610 mm. 610 he was yeah and it takes a lot of body control to be good at that sort of height i know swimmers well, do need to be tall but that maybe that's a route for him to look at well that's just it it's controlling the levers i mean he's going to have longer arms and longer legs than uh, probably all of them actually in the whole <laughs> pool so it, it's very difficult to control that i imagine like basketball players have that problem where they've got mm. to try and get a little bit of hand-eye coordination because you know when you like kids have growth spurts they kind of bump into things because they just don't know where their body is just yet um so it's it's difficult it's difficult to do to get used to your body and to be six eight i mean that's a giant isn't it that's <laughs> just absolutely ginormous and he's, he's a whole well. foot taller than me yeah yeah Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of those names that we have just listed, we are 
looking to see how they do at European Juniors. I know there's European yeah. Youth Olympics as well this year. I think there's World Juniors, but I'm not sure British women are going. They've mm. just been announced to be in Peru. That's that's a hell of a journey. That's a bit. Fun, um, yeah. But yeah, all, it was just good to see young swimmers swimming fast, and there there were some really really competitive races across it the world. Were. There really were actually, and the fact that the crowd got behind these guys as well as the the elite side, I mm. think that bodes well for British swimming for years to come. Um, and if they keep performing like they just did at Ponds Forge, then blimey, we're in for. I mean, I listed the girls first because I think these girls have got the talents to just go leaps and bounds. And I mm. think where our our medley relay or any relay right now on the on the men's side is strong, I think the women are going to come through even stronger in the next five to 10 years, something like that. You know, I think that, I think the future is very bright and I can't wait to see what these guys do. We did say that after Tokyo that yes, the men were the ones with the medals, but the women's side, they they weren't far off. And we actually thought that this depth that we, we can see is definitely coming through come Paris. I think is only going to bump that side up even more. And uh, the men's side's not going anywhere, obviously. Yeah. The the women's side, it's incredibly exciting time for British women just to see the depth that we've never really had before. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree with you. Everything you just said, it's just, it's fantastic. I mean, the the three main clubs, if you like, the ones that did the best in terms of performance and medals were Sheffield, Mount Kelly and Millfield. They're the usual suspects, aren't they? The top three Mm. clubs in the country and they're still producing incredible talent. So long may it continue. Yes, definitely. Okay. So that is the world championship squad. Mm. The unlucky ones to miss out and some standout juniors because that's that's equally exciting. And I think in the future, we are going to do a podcast on European juniors because Mm. there's a whole whole load of knowledge there that needs to be shared. Dan, let's go through day by day then of British Champs and do a quick rundown of our favorite races and some standout swims just as as a summary of British Champs. So day one, I think for me, the favorite race was the women's 200 meters freestyle. It was Abby yeah. Woods against Freya Anderson. I don't entirely think I saw Abby winning, but it just Normally, shows the depth the depth that she has in all events right now. I, it's the underwaters. The underwaters that she had won her that race. So if there's any youngsters listening in and haven't watched that race, watch that race. Freya Anderson on top of the water is quicker. There's no shadow of doubt in my mind or anyone's mind, I don't think, when it comes to racing on top of the water, doing freestyle, Freya is quicker. But the underwaters that Abby has is just it's just awesome. And that's the reason why she won that race in the end, because that last turn is just that she's going like 10 to 15 meters on that last mm. turn on a 200 meter freestyle. That's not easy. That's hard. But that's um, the fastest way to swim. It is. It is. Yeah. And that's the reason why coaches do it all the time in training with fins or whatever it is, you know, streamline underwater dolphin. And it, mm. it proved really crucial to Abby winning that title. I did. That was a, that was an upset in my mind. I thought Freya was going to win that. Um, Freya Colbert round off the podium. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that was for me the equally impressive bit to yeah. drop three seconds and go under two minutes and go a 157. I think that relay team, that relay team now looks really good because you've got Abby, you've got Freya, you now got Freya number two and (laughs) you've got Lucy Hope as well, who's going. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what these girls can do at Worlds. I think they make the final now and look good at doing it. I would agree with you, actually. Yes. Um, It's kind of a shame that Tamron Van Salm did swim okay, but she would be another She looked better at the four. Yeah, she did. I don't know if she's targeting that more than the two at the moment, but that's another name to complete that relay, potentially. Um, I just think it was a great race. That You always want to target the 200 free because it's 
it's not a distance it's not really a, well i think it's a sprint but it's, it's the actual relay element as well um mm. so that was definitely the highlight from day one other races like we've talked about the 50 breaststroke for Imogen clark yeah. so close to that british record um i was actually super impressed with the men's 400 meter freestyle dan jervis to go 346 I, d- I didn't expect him to go that sort of time because i mean <laughs> You know, usually with these distance swimmers, they can hold, let's say, 58s for 100 or whatever like that. And then when they get to doing like a 200, 400, they actually can't break that that, that pace. They can't go any quicker than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the fact that he's he did break that 800 pace or that 1500 pace, he actually did really well for that 346. I wonder if that is a result of the Olympics and him suddenly realizing that to win an 800 or a 1500 come the Olympics, he's going to need a turn of speed now. Quite possibly. I'll tell you what we need. We need Adam Baker on here to talk about his development because he's been selected as one of the coaches, hasn't he? For the a world. little open, so, open invitation. Little plug in there. Why not? Not point one off consideration time, but he's going anyway. So I imagine he's going to be racing that. Um, mm. And th- th- I've spoken about the interviews with John Mason after the races. He looked chuffed with that swim. And so, mm. so he should be because that was a really good swim. Um, any other races from day one? It was a packed day one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, the women's 400 IM, like one of the juniors you said, Phoebe Cooper, mm. definitely one to watch, 14 years old. Freya Colbert doubling up finals and I winning know. a gold and a bronze on day one. I think that just set the tone. Set the I tone mean, for the week. And if you can do that, I think that's almost what's got her onto the team. Mm. The the impressive... It's, it's professional. It's a professional yeah. job to swim two finals and win two medals that double 18 that double's hard i mean i imagine Mm. it'd be better doing it the other way around do the four giant first and then the two free but she did it the other way around and coming off racing against abby and freya in the 200 free to then go and win the 400 im i mean that takes a lot of bravery i suppose courage and the mindset is just super Mm. strong with her right now um what a what a fantastic day that's the reason why she was so strong for the rest of the week because that must have built so much confidence in her yeah, and we've talked about the men's 100 breaststroke with Adam going 58.5. James Wilby, mm. again, looks so good as the second breaststroker in Britain going 59.1. Very, very strong. Um, day two then. <sighs> Standout swim. Got to be Jimmy Guy. The way he swims that 200 fly is painful to watch. I love it. <laughs> um, does he ever race it internationally again? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't Based, know. Just because of how strong the, the relays are, he wants to keep himself fresh. Um, I just love that he still does it on a domestic level and still swims it gutsy, gutsy. I was going to say something else, but I won't. I am. I imagine he wants to do the individual hundred fly the next time a major meet comes mm. around. Let's what well, else is the next one or Paris down the line? I think the fact that he missed out on a potential bronze and in Tokyo for that hundred fly, yeah. I think he, he, I think he wants to race that event. So I'm not quite sure if he does the 200 fly because he'll have the relays on top of that as well. But it's very entertaining to watch. Really entertaining. You just think, oh, he's going out hard again. Here we go. And then you can see him just fall off the train a little bit towards the last 25 meters. But it's, it's such bravery. You're not really supposed to do it on a 200 fly. Chad does it and he does. He, he suffers the same way. And mm. it's just, it's all about holding on to the end. And it's, it's and great then to watch. Mil- and then Milak does it and just keeps on going faster. So, oh, oh yeah. God. He's but, a different animal, him. <laughs> um, men's 50 breaststroke, Adam going a 26.9. James will be going a 27.1. Both of yeah, like like the 100, both look very strong. Women's yeah. 100 back, I think we expected faster times. Um, I did. But, but yeah, but Medi winning in a 59.9, as we discussed beforehand. Still yeah. good, under 60. Um, 
Yeah, I think there were. I think backstroke in general was a little slow at this. Meet. It was. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why, or it just happens to be that one event. But I I build that as one of the one of the races to watch for the whole mm. meet. Um, it just didn't quite happen, so I was a little bit disappointed on, from that point of view. But again, we spoke about it. Medi broke sixty, which is always a good thing. Mm. Um, Kathleen Dawson just didn't quite turn up, but I imagine she was training through because of automatic selection. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, unfortunately. Yeah. Men's 100 backstroke, Luke Greenbank wins from lane eight. Um, <laughs> I think that was his first race of the meet, so we know he was quite ill beforehand, so it was not a struggle to make the final, but he got lucky, essentially, to make it, it in lane eight. Um, yeah. And to go 54.5 is pretty good, unrested, illness, everything in between, and his 200 back later on in the meet was a bit more impressive. I think this was him blowing out some cobwebs. Yeah, he was lucky to make the final in the first place from, was it lane eight or lane one? It was one of the outside lane eight, lanes yeah. anyway, lane eight. Um, I think he <clears> found <throat> it pretty well when the final came mm. round. It was just, I don't know, maybe a little bit of, I don't know what it was. He was just a little bit sort of rusty for the first yeah. the first heat swim and just just lucky, but he pulled it back really nicely in the final. Um, and that's a good time, 54-5 with an illness, unrested. That's good. It's all right. Yeah, women's 200 breaststroke, Abby Wood just doesn't swim badly. Not really, not really. <laughs> Two, 224 and she swims away on, I think this is what Abby does in every race actually, she did it in the 200 IM as well, she swims away on the last 50. Yeah, she paced it really nicely actually. Uh, I, I think she's changed her technique ever so slightly, so she's almost, she's fully extending anyway, but she used to do a sort of go down and then forwards thing and she seems to have fixed that a little bit, so that's, that's always that. good. I wonder if that is almost... So there was a lot of discussion at the end of last year about the undulation in ISL, the fly kick. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I, I fully agree with all of it. There's underwater cameras now. There's VAR to get rid of it. In the back of my mind, I was a tiny bit concerned about Abby's technique mm. because there is a bit of undulation and a bit of hip movement when the legs are still in her technique. I wonder if that's what you're talking about. I wonder if that's gone now. They've been working on eradicating that just so that there's no chance she gets DQ'd from the IMs more than the breaststroke races. Yeah, quite possibly. And I, I think it looks better, actually, because mm. she's not going as deep. She's staying on top of the water. Um, the higher you are in the water, the easier and the faster it is to go through the water, of course. Um, mm. She just doesn't have a bad race, does she? She just performs yeah. every single time. 224 right now, that's good. I mean, what yeah. was what's the what was the world record? It was two nineteen, wasn't it? So you know, yeah. I don't expect her to go to the world record or anything like that. But her PB is two twenty two, and I think to be two seconds Solid. off is is good on a two hundred right now. So yeah, she should be happy with that. Okay, day three was the day of records. So we had Duncan Scott's British record in the four hundred IM in a four oh nine, and Lewis Burris's English record in the hundred freestyle forty seven point eight eight. Dan, which, which yeah. one of those do you want to start with? Oh, well, let's go with Duncan. You said that one first. Um, I said at the very beginning that Jameson predicted it, and I just thought, I don't know if you... Really? <laughs> like, Scottish record? Yeah, okay, but not the British one. And then he just proves me wrong. I mean, who am I to to say Duncan won't do anything? Because he will probably go and do it then. Just, just he, he awesome. Could, he could go out and, I don't know, he could set any record he wants to right now, I feel. <laughs> I mean, the, the records that he does have, he's got the one and two freestyle he's got two and four im and he can pull out a pretty good hundred fly as well i mean the the, the guy is incredible to be honest with you 409 i just i imagine that's going to keep going lower and lower because mm. he's he says he's still learning the event and you think wow and you're going 409 that would have won tokyo he would have won what, gold there's, there's a gold medal up for grabs in that 400 im for duncan if he I, he will carry on with it there's no doubt 
Um, the biggest threat right now in the world is Leon Machard from France, who's been racing out in Arizona state in America. He's, he went at 410 and everyone thought that was blowing the doors off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Duncan Scott, very, very impressive. Uh, men's hundred free Lewis Barasen, a 47.88 than English record, 0.01 off a British record. I, I will say it was close with him and Tom Dean, mind. Yeah, but he's... Tom, Tom Dean impressive. It's interesting because the 100 free, you have two different tactics, it seems. You have one that you just blast it on the first 50 and hold on, or you do this sort of Matt Richards, Carl Chalmers sort of tactic where you go out relatively steady and then come back strong. Hmm. Burris does the tactic where he just blasts it from the from the get-go and he just holds on. It's just it's just great to see. That's the tactic I would choose, um, and it's worked brilliantly for him to be to be going forty seven or sub anyway sub forty eight right now is awesome. Is he's the fastest in the world, which we said earlier. Um, just it's just awesome, and I don't know why we haven't heard of him before. It's just just incredible swim. Mm. And Jacob Witter also set another age group record in that as a seventeen year old, just seventeen, yeah. and he's going the times he's going still. Uh, it, it almost is like it's a disappointing meet for him because he didn't win. And it's just like, well, hang on. The kid's 17 and he's going 48 point. And it's just like, what? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good that he's not winning right now because I don't know if that mm. will change the mindset a little bit. The fact that he's still not still winning chasing. at the age of 17. Yes, he's still chasing. Um, and now that Burroughs has come out of nowhere and you think, oh, there's, there's an, another target to aim for. You know, you have Ben Proud in the 50. Now you've got Lewis Burroughs in the 100. Perfect. Amazing. And so hopefully it will drag him and Matt Richards on to, to better to better things because they're both still teenagers. So yeah. bodes well. Bur- very exciting relay to come in that one. Oh, yeah. Um, men's 1500 freestyle. We'll get back to Dan Jervis then. This was a, ma- a race he was disappointed in. Yeah, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't understand what he was disappointed in. But obviously, he, he did something wrong on each length or something like that, whether it was a stroke count or going into a turn slightly wrong or like i don't know he was missing 0.1 let's just say on every turn and of course over a 1500 that adds up to being you know quite a few seconds actually Mm. so he was disappointed with a sub 15 minutes which is just baffling i'd be ecstatic if i went sub 15 (laughs) but if you if you if you're top five in the world you expect big things don't you so um but he, he he should be happy with his meets in general. Uh, the 400 was probably the highlight. I would say the 800, 800 was solid. And I thought the 15 was good also. So, yeah. Uh, and then the women's 50 freestyle to round out the day. Anna Hopkin goes a very solid 24-8. She's head and shoulders ahead of anyone in British swimming for the 50 freestyle. I, I still think had she raced this at Tokyo, I'd be interested to see where she ends up. Well, we'll, we'll never know. Hindsight's a wonderful mm. thing, I suppose. But... Um, yeah, she's like you say, you like her start, and actually it was her back ends that did really well this meet. So if she can incorporate both of them, then well, we're looking at a world beast, aren't we? But there's no one to there's no one to challenge her in the country right now. You've got Isabella Hindley, who is good, but she hasn't quite broken twenty five, I don't think, just yet. Um she's a little bit like Ben Proud, she's by herself at the moment. Until that next one comes through, then no one will really challenge her. But you know, time wise she's doing really well. Hmm. Day four then of British Champs, the standout swims. It was a bit of a quieter day, day four, mm. but the men's 100 fly and the women's 100 free. Dan, take yeah. us through it. Well, I mean, it was Jimmy against Jacob. 
in the uh, in the hundred fly. Jimmy Guy and Jacob Pieces both going sub fifty two, which actually I think is really impressive. I think if I remember right, what what is the British record for that? Is it like fifty fifty point seven something like yeah. that? So they're like a second off. But that's I th- that's really good. The fact that they've got e- each other to race against, mm. plus they're both at Bath as well. I think they will push each other on. And then the hundred free actually was quicker than I expected. Anna went 53-4 and Freya went 53-9. Now, these girls have been racing side by side for what seems like forever, haven't <laughs> they? Uh, hitting the same times. And the fact that Anna, again, with the back end speed, just got away from Freya in the end. It's interesting that Anna actually got the upper hand on Freya in that one because, like we said, the build up to all Tokyo, they were hitting the exact same time. Yeah, Maybe it's time. a sign that Freya is targeting more the endurance so the two the two and the four were the more impressive ones and maybe she's not just done that she's just not done that speed work yet which yeah, anna is working on i think that, yeah. that's probably what the separating factor is just where they are in their training yeah i think if with anna being in the male marshall squad with adam and luke and jacob Whittle as well that i think they're doing a lot of gym work at the moment there's a lot of power based stuff going on um so when it eventually comes into the swimming side and the speed side, that will eventually work out better for, for Anna. But I think with Freya, yeah, she might actually be targeting the, targeting the 400 from now on. I'm mm. not quite sure. She should still carry on with the two. But um, yeah, who knows? Let's see, uh, day five then, where, where do you want to start? All of the races, to be honest with you. Should we just, <laughs> let's just go from the start? Um, I spoke about Lauren Cox in um, the did. Pre- it, was yeah. a, it was a good little nugget of... Uh... Well, it was a good little prediction from you, if I'm honest. You said the 100, yeah. and then she goes and smashes to 50, which yeah. I didn't see coming. It was, it yeah, was well, a good call. Some, some people say it was a surprise win. I'm like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not too surprised. She, she got second in the 100 backstroke as well. She's She swam really well at Edinburgh, and I thought, well, she might bring that over into, into Sheffield. Mm. So, yeah, not really a surprise win from me, but a good win either way. Um, yeah. Men's 53. This was a this was a barnstorm, wasn't it? I, I I labelled it on the the live tweeting as Burroughs versus Proud, and I had no idea who was going to win it because for me it was a 50-50. I think that uh, says a lot about Lewis Burroughs, though. Usually Ben Proud just goes in, and you barely watch the race because you, you just look at the clock and be like, "How fast does Ben Proud go?" Now he's got yeah. domestic competition. Yeah, I think this is going to be the first time in God knows how long where we got two swimmers who are genuinely threats in the fifty freestyle. Well, I, I'm desperately trying to remember when the last time we took two swimmers, two male swimmers for the 50 meter freestyle. I mean, we're going back really, really far. Was it um, young Ben Proud and Adam Barrett? Oh, I don't, I've, honestly, no, I, I can't remember. It was so long ago. But the fact now we've definitely got two going in who are both I'll going sub 22 right now. Steve from Paul Boy, if you're listening, drop us a message. <laughs> that would be very helpful. Your your knowledge going back is a little bit better than ours. So if you are listening, that would be really appreciative. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of two different races in one. You've got Ben Proud, who I still think has the second best start in world swimming. Um, yeah. He takes a, takes an early lead. And then Lewis Burroughs, just, I don't know what happened to him. He just found the jets in the last like 15 mm. meters. It was awesome how he came back at him. Um, and he went 21-7-7. I mean, that's right up there with the best in the world right now. Uh, and then women's 400 freestyle. We've discussed this one beforehand. Freya yep. Anderson against Freya Colbert, equally as impressive as each other for me. I'm excited to see what they can both do on the world stage in that event. Yep. Men's 200 meters, I am then. Duncan going a 156. And to me, looks looked like he swam that hard. He looked like he was. Mm. Um, he took it out fast for once, working on the front end. Uh, yeah, that's what he said in the interview. That's what he was targeting, actually. Mm. 
which I, I think it's good that he's playing around with tactics. You can't just rely on the freestyle at the end because it's you know it's the shortest length, if you like. It's the the one that's over quickest. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good idea that he's playing around with the the tactics. And I even said to you, didn't I, that you watch him on the backstroke, he's going to push the backstroke. And what did he do? He pushed the backstroke. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> um, but actually, even though, yes, Duncan had, a, had the best time just then, I was actually quite happy with Tom Dean's time. Yeah, that was what impressed me. 157.1 is good. I, did, I knew he could do a good IM, but I didn't realise he could do it that good. So who knows? He's where a that's previous take British him. champion, isn't he, in the 200 IM? Yeah, he is. 2018, I think he won British champs in 200 IM. Yeah, that's now four years ago, mind you. That's <laughs> a long time ago. Um, He's still only but, like 21, 22. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, he'd been doing it at ISL for, for a few years mm. and been swimming it pretty well, to be honest with you. And he's now converted it or transitioned to long course doing it well so yeah i don't know because you had joe litchfield swimming the 200 im at tokyo does is his now is his spot now threatened because of tom dean don't know yeah yeah i think tom dean races races it. It is. yeah I um just... women's 200 im then abby wood goes to 211 she said she was a little disappointed i'm actually pretty pleased with that sort of time yeah. i said in because i did a live tweeting for this one i said anything around the 210 mark would be really good this time of year mm. especially given the fact that she was ill at kind of the the first training block of the year she had glandular fever yeah um 211 is very good i mean anyway 210 210 211 this time of year yeah I, I still expect yeah. her to make major finals. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if she went 208, 209 roughly at Tokyo to go 210, 211 already, just mm. bodes well. And like you say, she's been a little bit ill and she had a stacked meet, mind you, as well. She but she, she always will do. Um, I think it bodes well, especially with, like we said before, Paris is now being extended to nine days. Mm. I think it was going to really favor her. So, um, yes. I think my biggest takeaway from her 200 IM was the backstroke leg was particular. I wouldn't say weak. It was, it stood out as where she almost rested her leg slightly because of maybe a long meet, maybe illness. I think that was a one leg that she didn't push on. The breaststroke looked solid. I wouldn't say it was mm. outstanding, but I think maybe that was Lily Booker in the lane next to her had a yeah. really she a fast. Yeah. She had a really fast breaststroke leg to take her to a one a, a two thirteen, and yeah. then yeah, the the last fifty was incredibly good on the freestyle yeah. leg so she's got the depth there i think it was just a little tweak here and there in terms of fitness more than anything yeah i agree with you i, I think she's always going to be right up there in the world and i think we've got nothing to worry about with abby at yeah. all day six then the best final session of the whole week where we yep. finish this podcast we're going to go through it one by one because we're finished with the best race in british swimming so the men's 50 fly ben proud smashes out a 23.0 i am very excited to see what he does at world champs obviously this is a race that isn't in the olympics mm. it's very much his his passion he loves the 50 fly it's his fun event um yep. can he can he threaten dressel and nicholas santos I maybe think so. His start looked very, very good. Always. I think every 50 swimmer believes that they have a chance of winning just because mm. one little error from someone else will give you an advantage. And exactly. the fact that he has his starts that he has, I mean, yes, he might be a little bit behind Dressel, but he's not too not far away much. from Dressel on the start. I mean, we talk about Dressel's start, but Ben's start is, you know, nearly, nearly as good as Dressel's. Uh, and the fact that he's able to hold the water for the whole 50 meters, he's always going to be a threat on the mm. 50 fly and the 53 as well. Um, so, yes, definitely watch out for him. And he'll be targeting that gold like he did in Tokyo for the 53 as well. 
Yeah. Uh, women's 100 breaststroke for me, arguably one of the best races of the meet. It was yeah. certainly exciting in terms of positionings. Yeah. I mean, again, it was just all drama, wasn't it? That's that mm. was the, the good thing about this race. We, we talked about it on the preview that this was a race to watch out for because outside of Molly, who didn't race again in, in the end, um, the other three girls in Imogen, Sarah and Kara were, you know, pick them out of a hat for this race. And the times were, they were all separated by 0.1. They finished at the same time, basically. Yeah, exactly. Just, just awesome. It was never going to be easy to predict. Um, Kara got a small PB, which furthers her Scottish records. They all went 67 mid, basically. Yeah. Um, and the fact that none of those three are going to on to Worlds is a bit like, oh, massive shame. It really is, to be honest with you. A little bit. Um, you say it was hard to predict. We had Kara on the week before trials. We thought she had a very strong chance of winning. I'm going to say we predicted that. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm going to claim that. But <laughs> in, in the matter of fact, it was a flip of a coin, really. It was. Yeah. Good um, race, though. Yes. Men's 200 backstroke then. Luke Greenbank goes a 157.5. And I think he needs to buy Brody Williams a beer because Brody pushed him the whole way there. There are a few t- a few headlines out there saying Brody was pulled along. I actually think it was very much the other way around. I think Brody really took it to Luke. You saw that he did. on basically yeah. the first 50. Yeah. Um, we know Luke was ill, but for both of them to go a 157, both of them to make the squad. I'm excited for Brody. I actually think the two back is his main event. I know he was very mm. impressive in the 4IM yes, trials, yeah. Olympic yeah. trials. He swam that at the Olympics. The two backs his event. I believe so as well. Yeah, because he's got good underwaters, good technique, still head, etc., etc., which you need on backstroke. Um, and you've got Luke Greenbank, who is the bronze medalist at Tokyo. I mean, mm. you, you can't ask for too much more in terms of getting motivation to be a better 200 backstroker. And the fact that he's broken... Yeah, sub two minutes, of course, and then sub 158. I think that's quite good for both of them. We've spoken about Luke being ill and the fact that Brody attacked the race. I like that. I like the fact that he he recognizes that Luke was a little bit ill, so he put him to the fire and, you know, tested him. And it's brought about a really good time that Brody should be pretty happy with, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Women's 100 fly. Laura Stevens just proves that having a 200 fly in your locker is incredibly important in the 100 because she came yeah. back. Essentially, it was almost a dead heat. But she yeah. um, she just showed she had the back of, the better back end speed to go a 58-4 ahead of Harriet Jones. I think Harriet Jones is, like we said before, unlucky not to make the team in the medley relay backup spot. She wasn't that far off. Yeah, it's almost like roles reversed, actually. Do you remember in Tokyo mm. that Harriet was the, the number one and then Laura was the more of the backup? Uh, it's kind of roles reversed now. And actually, Laura seems is getting better and better. She's just mm. moved to um, Loughborough. Loughborough. I think that's a really good move for her. Um, yeah, 58 mid, is it's solid. And she's mm. more suited to that 200 fly, which she did just miss out on that consideration time. But She'll swim it. She, I imagine she would swim. She'll swim both. I imagine she'll yeah. swim both both of those races with the medley relay as well. Um yeah, Harriet's just unlucky. I, I, I would have picked her, but that's me. I would have picked that's her. And we finished this podcast review and the meet of British Champs with the men's 200 metres freestyle. I'm so glad this is the last race of the meet every British mm. Champs now because by far and away, it's the best race. Yeah. Um, Duncan Scott to go a 145 in April is bonkers. They both bonkers, went. They both right? went for 145. Tom yeah. and Duncan. Just awesome. I mean... I remember because you live tweeted this race, which I was a little bit guessed about, but you live tweeted it and you just went, wow, wow, wow. And all that sort of like enthusiastic sort of messaging. And then there's some people like that. Calm down. Like, no, no, no. This is awesome. Like 
you, if you're British and you're watching this race, you're you're on the edge of your seat because yeah. you don't know who's going to win. For starters, Jimmy, I thought Jimmy had it. Jimmy I genuinely he, did. He attacked it from the very get go, and you think, hey, I would never write off Jimmy Guy because you know, you know what he's like uh, racing wise. He's just a, just an animal. Um, and then you've got Duncan and Tom who are just able to pull away on that last fifty meters, and it could have mm. gone anywhere. Um, it was just, impressive. It's just impressive. I don't really know what to say about it. It's just awesome. And the fact that it's happening on British soil, uh, it's involving Brits, the top two in the world, just just amazing. I'm not sure I'm not sure they are now. It was a very fast week of racing. There was a young German who went a one forty four, I believe. Um oh, I haven't seen it was literally like a few hours after Duncan raced. There are some yeah. wild times being swum. But the fact that there's there's so many of those swimmers going sub. 47 47 yeah. is is equally impressive i think under the radar joe litchfield coming in fourth that's, that's yep. a very good swim from him and yeah he gets the backup s- slot in the relay because of that swim yes yeah especially with max not being there um i think joe is almost odds on to be that heat swimmer now um and then i assume you rest duncan because he'll be doing the 400 time as well that's the way i would probably play it you could risk it and then take tom out put jacob whistle in i don't know if you would you got, oh i know you got matt richards in there no yeah yeah he's yeah, in the yeah, team yeah. already of course well yeah, i would so. i would say the heats now is going to be a case of uh whoever's faster between joe and matt swims the final i think that's actually what it's going to be quite possibly yeah I mean, Matt didn't have the best of meets, did he? I trained um, straight through it. I but, yeah, but you know what the potential and the ability that he has. So um, see what he does in Worlds, basically. But even yeah. then, it's still a bit too early because I imagine all these guys are going to be com- uh, concentrating on commies. I would say that is really the main meets yeah. this year. So um, yeah, it's almost like a bit of a Worlds is a bit of a warm up for commies, which is weird Odd. to say. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit weird to say. But there you go. There's the review. What, yeah. a, what a week. What a week. There we go. So that is the World Championships team basically analyzed from Propulsion Swimming. And then your rundown of British Championships. You are right, Dan. It was a hell of a week mm. of swimming. And it almost builds, well, it does build us very nicely into what is going to be a very exciting summer for British swimming. And here at Propulsion Swimming, we're going to be covering it all. There are plenty of interviews on the way from standout swimmers at this meet. I can promise you that. Yep. A few new names, which we are going to get you acquainted with. <laughs> um, and yep. yes, we will cover all of the major meets as well. So we're looking forward to it. If you haven't subscribed already to the Propulsion Swimming podcast or Propulsion Swimming on YouTube, now is the time to do it. But Dan, we'll be back in, I think it's like five days now because we're back on Thursday next week. Yeah, we're going to target Thursdays again. Yes. And I'll see you in five days' time. Yes, thank you for listening, everyone. We'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. We want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.